0: Here we are. We've made it. It is Sunday, July 16th, and this is the Husky Bulletin Podcast. This is your host, John Wisebrode, bringing you a very special edition. We've got our second Hall of Famer on the show, Matt Scala. But before we get into what was a great conversation with Matt, and we're going to keep this intro a little bit shorter than normal because Matt and I sat down for over an hour, and I was able to trim our conversation to about, you know, the 52 minutes. We've got some new sponsors to go over, but again, big thanks before we get started to Matt Scala for coming in. He did the mic'd up mitzfits and then we s- transferred studios at the production studio and sat down and talked about everything from family to AAU to to his career, what led him back to Owatana. His high school and then his college career. So as the show format has kind of laid itself out over the last six episodes, because this is episode six. So I guess after the last five episodes, uh, we are technically in season one, episode six with Matt Scala, technically the second straight Scala because we had Jacob Ginsky on last week. His mom is actually Matt's sister, but I digress. As the show has kind of laid itself out, we didn't talk a whole ton of football. We did a little bit. I mean, he is the running back's coach slash assistant offensive coordinator for Owatonna football team, but we talked a lot about his daughters. Uh, We talked a lot about family and, like I said, some AAU stuff because his his girls are very, very active. But before we get into that, again, I wanted to keep this intro kind of condensed because there was a lot, a lot of great content with Matt. Uh, our sponsors wanted to run through these because we wouldn't be here without them. Uh, starting right there at the top with Wayne nord Wetmore of Ameriprise Financial. They are right there on the Austin Business Road in Owatonna. They are open four thirty Monday through Thursday. On Fridays, they are open via appointment only. Irish Eyes Studio, right there in downtown Owatonna. I can attest. Looking at my left forearm here, I guess you could say I got ink from them, Sean and the gang. Specifically, Brian was able to put on a nice tattoo on my left forearm here. Really, really cool. Really, really clean. I plan it to be the only one I ever have, and I'm very happy with the work they did. Also, Matthew Petzinger Agency in Wasika. They are of American Family Insurance. He does everything from boats to RVs. Obviously, to vehicles, go check out Matthew Petzinger Agency in Wasika, and then the new one on the new kid on the block, CBD Centers of Wasika. So once again, Wayne Norad Wetmore, Irish Eyes Studio, Matthew Petzinger Agency in Wasika, and then CBD Centers of Wasika. Those are the sponsors of this podcast. Well, I kind of already gave the introduction. This is the Matt Scala episode. Enjoy. It is Sunday, July sixteenth.
1: We we almost need to do like a top ten. Yes. Amen. Of of our of our coaching staff that yeah. we had since you know the late nineties, almost do a top ten. Yeah. Just games. Games. Moments. You know, like Sports Center would do or yeah, NFL Network yeah. would do. And hey. a recap of that's kind of a great bit. The grass is not greener on the other side. No. This is the green grass. This is the green grass. You just gotta water it, right? <laughs> yeah, I like that they both just turned 10 on my birthday on july 3rd no way you share the birthday with your twins yeah it's awesome so half our family in one day Uh, where's our locker room where do we come out
0: i'm sure jeff's all got it in his head but
1: no he doesn't god that was weird all of it was weird
2: At American Family Insurance, your small business is a big deal to us. You've worked hard to achieve your goals and face challenges like rising inflation and staffing shortages. I know because as an American Family agent and business owner right here in your community, I face them too. As you continue to build your dream, know that I'm here to help. I've built my business with a vision of helping you protect yours. Contact Matthew Petzinger, agent at Matthew R. Petzinger Agency, LLC at 101 State Street South in Wasika, or call 507-835-2770 today. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, and its operating companies, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, wisconsin
3: irish eyes studio in owatana creates tattoos and piercings for all of southern central minnesota owner and artist sean mccarthy is a tattoo artist specializing in realism and comic art when it comes to tattoos details are everything with 30 years experience as an artist there aren't many details his irish eyes can't bring out if you're in the market for some new ink or piercings find sean and his team online at irish or on facebook at irish eyes studio when irish eyes are smiling the detail shows Ameriprise Financial Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and find financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Wayne Norwood-Wetmore Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of AmeriPrize Financial Services, LLC, today at 507 444 That's 507-444-0901. Office is located at 1850 Austin Road, Owatonna, Minnesota. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA, IPC.
0: Welcome to the Husky Bulletin Podcast. As you've probably heard in the intro, we have a very special guest, one of the many, many Scalas that roam the Owatonna area. We have Matt Scala in the, in the studio. Matt, it's a double duty for you today. Uh, so you're listening to this. So whoever's listening to this is going to be on uh, this Sunday tap dance, which is the 16th. So this is after the Kenbai. We're looking into the future. You are currently fishing somewhere up north. But right now, we are actually recording this on Tuesday, the 11th. Matt Scala, welcome aboard. You've been to two different studios, two different shows.
1: Enjoy it. Thank you so much.
0: Well, and we just uh, were on the mic that misfits. And and one of the things that we'll get through your whole career and how you came here to Owatonna, for the few people that might not know your story, but one of the things that that you said is you're an offensive guy. So you're the second in line, I guess, offensively. You work in tandem with Jeff Williams. Uh, The running backs are what you your brother does the receivers, you kind of do the running backs, but film breakdown is something that you had mentioned that you really enjoy. And personally, that's something I like too. If, you know, I've, I like to just flip on film and you've forgotten more about the game than I'll know. But for someone like you, who basically kind of started in your football career as a, a scout, and we'll kind of get to that, but now it's evolved into, you have immediate film that you can watch. But my question is, or we can just kind of you know, tap into how much film do you watch during the year? And is it mainly your guys or opponents? And just kind of talk about, you kind of you know fell in love with that whole part of being an assistant
1: coach. That's huge. That's a huge part of it. Yeah. You know, there's actually three different aspects to this. My favorite aspect yep. of all of this is just watching any game on TV or live or whatever on Saturday or on Sunday. That's when my creative juices get flowing and uh, I'll watch – You know, Stanford with two tight ends and a step back motion and they're running jet sweep with their tight end. Oh, we've got a kid named Justin Gleason. Let's step him back and let's run a jet motion because he's fast if you didn't know that. yeah, I love that aspect of it, of looking for some wrinkles or some plays that we can build off of formations that we have or plays that we have. Uh, And a lot of those ideas come from just... When you're actually not trying too hard and you're just casually watching games and so YouTube, or something. I enjoy that. Yeah, um, and so we we do that, and that's what gets our kids excited too. Is hey, this week we're gonna this is gonna be our special, and we're gonna run this as a special play. Uh, we hope to run this, maybe open the game up or start a series or whatever, and practice it once or twice, and 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 so that's fun. I really enjoy breaking our own games down. Because, you know, we get sideline and end zone view, and it gives me a chance to watch ball security. It gets me a chance to watch timing of our backs on our line. Um, And uh, you get to the varsity level. You need to hit the hole or maybe cut back, but you got to trust. And and so I enjoy that aspect of it, breaking ourselves down. And then from the competitive side, you need to break down your opponents. And Mm -hmm. some years where it's kind of like there's a high probability, we're going to line up uh, with us and Mayo in the section final. So we may play Mayo week one, but we're watching Mayo every week, doing double duty, and we're taking notes of personnel. Wow, this kid comes in. That means they're in this defense. Or what happened to this kid? He played the first two games, and now he's replaced. Wasn't getting the job done. So we try to find trends and things like that. And so I, it's a lot of fun following teams and, and breaking that down as well. So I kind of look at the video aspect of, of three different aspects mm-hmm. of it.
0: So I gotta ask: During the football season, uh, I'm sure uh, you have maybe maybe your wife goes on vacation after the <laughs> after the season's done. You got four girls, uh, so you're the only guy in the house, right? I don't know. Do you have a dog, a four
1: legged friend that's a boy, or is it just Matt? It's just me oh, and man. the five ladies, and yeah. I love it. And they love sports just as much as that's I awesome. do. They play it. I coach all their all their stuff. Yeah, I'll come home uh-huh. and they're watching football. <laughs> um the four daughters have a WNBA fantasy league that's awesome and they're there we have the WNBA uh ticket and so there's not a game they don't miss and they're streaming it and watching it and uh it's just so cool to see what i love to do they also love to do and it wasn't i didn't, it wasn't I didn't tell them to yeah nope yep. I, i'll come home today and they're probably playing basketball or they're probably playing catch or doing something like that and uh that's been fun as well. So they, they'll watch film with me, and uh, that's when it gets kind of fun. Um, so I got to ask on, sa- let's well, say Saturday mornings, win or
0: lose, um, what does that look like for you? Because I know uh, Jeff and Mark, the proximity, they just basically, I've talked to Nancy, and she says, actually, one, I caught her up at a coffee shop on a Saturday morning once. It was pretty early, and I'm like, oh, you know, how's it going? She's like, well, about 8. She's like, yeah, Jeff's been out for about four hours already working. What is your Saturday mornings like during the season?
1: So a lot of programs actually will bring their kids in on Saturdays mm-hmm. and they'll do walkthroughs and stretch or some, watch some video. And uh, we do a really nice job, and Jeff set this precedent right away. We do a really nice job of leaving our kids alone. Now, they may come in and help with you know the mini Huskies or they may referee park and Yeah, rec. At um, with, yeah. We don't require a lot of them. I go in early on Saturdays. We used to meet as a staff Saturday morning and break our film down and then start to game plan for the next opponent, people weren't ready for that. Yeah, And so we've done last couple years, and it's worked really, really well, is we all break down our own video from our game, our our positions. And um, a lot of us, what we'll do is we'll pick like 10 to 15 plays. We'll create a playlist, uh, and then we'll send those to our positions. And so we ask our kids to watch the entire game, but we also will say, these are the 10 plays I want you to focus on, good and bad learning moments and and uh so we do that and then we all just come up with our ideas and then we've been meeting offensively uh sunday nights sunday nights okay so saturday mornings i still go in there are some saturday mornings i'll get up and and find a quiet space in the house but yep there's something about going into work and that gets right into the whole like a lot of people work from home uh and i can work from home i just i feel like i'm a lot more productive a lot of times when i go into work same yeah and so i go into the classroom and Even a lot of times, you know, we'll go to Jeff's classroom and we're all doing our own thing and something pops up, we'll have conversation or we'll kind of brainstorming session. And then we have a lot of ideas that we leave with on Saturday. So we're pretty much there all Saturday morning, as early as you get in. Yep. Till you know, usually by the afternoon, there's activities that we want to get to with our kids and stuff. Uh, But then we pull everything together Sunday night, how we're going to practice, what we're going to go with. All of our ideas get narrowed down because if you have too much, you're not yeah. good at any of it, exactly. And so we we take a lot of pride in that as well.
0: Uh, off season now, uh, obviously you're part of the the youth football camp. Uh, for those who don't know, that's August 7 through 10. Get online ootanafootball.com. Let's get people signed up, get into that. But it's kind of a slow burn into week one. Uh, recently, it's been Mayo in that week one, and you can kind of you basically have the whole off season to scout one opponent. Um, I got asked now it's September 1st is going to be Hastings' first home game um, when do you start looking at Hastings? Let's say year September one. Now that's usually when week one is, when do you really start meeting as a staff? I don't know if there's rules, regulations and stuff like that, but just walk me through an off season going into week one.
1: As soon as we found out we were playing Hastings week one, I was digging and watching. Nice. Uh, I figured, (laughs) you know, today's era, you know, it's out there. Yeah, Everything's out there. You want to find something, you can get it YouTube or huddle or whatever. And and so you kind of start to get the creative minds thinking, okay, what coverages do they run? What do they run for defense? Summer, mostly we focus on ourselves. Yep. The seven-on-seven seven stuff, we do a lot with that, with Gustavus and the Lakevilles and the Farmingtons. So that was really heavy in June. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the the break last week, and we had our, first, our eligible practice this morning. Where we yep. brought in our running backs, quarterbacks, and wideouts and ran through a lot of our concepts. We'll do that again on Thursday. Uh, so a lot of the stuff we do... Um, is relationships and um, working with our kids. Coach Melcher is the new offensive line yep. coach. He's been meeting a few times with linemen and tight ends at, on Sunday nights, and um, we'll get together soon as a staff. And we've done that a couple times uh, with the turnover. Who's going to do what? How's this going to look? Um, replacing you know Coach Wania's shoes. We've we've had that initial meeting where we had a staff lock in and did that, and mm-hmm. we'll have many more this summer when schedules allow and. Uh, We like to go into team camp and get most of our stuff installed because then when we get to our two a days or it's not even two a days anymore, two a day, one a day, two a day. Yep. uh, Then we really, truly, repetitions and fine tune. Yeah. So, you know, that's end of July. So the next couple of weeks we'll continue to grind and and uh, we'll be ready to go. So crazy how it every single year it comes up
0: fast. I mean, it's that team camp, that youth camp, and boom, it's ready to go.
3: Ameriprise Financial Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and find financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Wayne Norwood-Wetmore Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, today at 507 444 That's 507 444 Office is located at 1850 Austin Road, Owatonna, Minnesota. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FNR and SIPC.
2: Are you looking for a natural way to find balance and relief? Look no further than CBD Centers of Wasika, your local destination for premium CBD, clones, and other items. Our knowledgeable staff is here to guide you in choosing the perfect solutions to fit your needs. For more information, follow us on Facebook and stop by the store at 109 2nd Avenue Southeast across from Vibrant Family Chiropractic to see our full selection. CBD Centers of wasika We know it because we grow it. This segment
0: of the Husky Bulletin podcast is sponsored by Wayne Nord Wetmore Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial. Give them a call at 507 455 4070 or stop by their office at 1850 Austin Road. That is the Austin Road Business Center near the fairgrounds. Wayne Nord Wetmore is a proud partner of the Fan Owatonna and the Husky Bulletin and is the title sponsor. For a feature that is online right now about Division One girls hockey player, Grace Wolf, an OHS graduate. Don't miss that. That is still up there on the HuskyBulletin.com. They are the partner of the fan and the sponsor of the Spotlight feature. If you'd like to be listed prior to this segment, please contact me, John Weisbrod, by calling 507-450-6535 or by sending me an email at John W. at K-O-W-Z online.com. Standard marketing and sports sponsorship packages are available. We also have the flexibility to tailor an investment to your specific marketing and advertising needs by leveraging one or all of our powerful platforms. So once again, if you would like to be listed prior to this segment, along with our proud all-star sponsor, Wayne Nord-Wetmore, please reach out to myself, John Wisebrod at 507 507- 450-6535 or emailing john w that's j-o-n-w at k-o-w-z online.com now back to the show um we talked about it a little very briefly on the, on the show the live show the mic up misfits but the schedule this year totally different that brings a whole lot of excitement it's even way different lack of a better word, different than when you were playing. You get that one non-conference game. I know 2010-09, all the way, you know, you're playing Hopkins, you're playing Chanhassen, whatever. Now you get three opportunities to kind of play some of the Metro schools. Uh, You're opening up against Hastings, and you're at a really tough Chanhassen team, traditionally one of the top 5A schools. That's week two. And then you end on that short week uh, against Apple Valley. I believe that's on the road as well. Just talk about how (laughs) that, amongst many things, uh, many other things are, are new, but just, the schedule specifically, how exciting it is to kind of get out of, uh, you know, as much as things have changed with teams coming in and out, how exciting it is to get out and kind of show your stuff around the Metro. Cause that's
1: always a big thing out state versus Metro. Now you get the chance. Yeah. And it's God, that was weird. All yeah. of it was weird. Um, I just, uh, my daughter plays on an AAU basketball team out of Rochester and we just got back from Chicago last night. Yep. The tournament of champions was so much fun. Nice. And uh, talking to a Rochester guy and, Mayo not playing JM or Mayo not playing Century, heartbreaking for weird. them. Weird, it is weird. Uh, and then you've got like Century and JM like merging together to make a boys' hockey team. And yeah, you got all these I things. Saw that. So much change going on. Um, it is exciting, and for us, uh, it's crazy how it all happened. I'm glad that we're playing our section opponents for seating purposes and things like that. It's nice to play everybody. Pretty wants. cut and dry now. It is, yeah. and then it's crazy how a guy. Created everyone's 5A schedule. And yeah. well, who do you want to play? Who do you only want to play? Elk River wanted to play. St. Thomas wanted to play. Chaska wanted to play. I love that we're keeping West. Yep. Uh, great rivalry there, even though they've had our number. Yeah. Uh, it's still awesome. Chan Hassan is going to be great, like you said. Yep. Um, we just played them in a seven on seven, and they're running back, who I don't know if he's verbally committed, uh, but it'll be Division One somewhere. And they got a DN too, I think, going to the Gophers. Unbelievable. Yep. Um, and then you've got Hastings and Apple Valley, and um, I don't know where the, how they'll do this year. Yep. But what's really cool about both those programs is the history, and they've been there, especially with you guys, with us. Yes, our, both our Apple Valley games, oh. the two Hail Mary game. <laughs> thats um, the
0: craziest game ever. We'll we'll get into that, but yeah,
1: yeah. And so that like talk about just a dream of like rehashing and those memories about yep. that matchup, and then the Hastings. Uh, was in the late 90s, yep. early 2000s, was a was a great matchup. And so it'll be exciting to play new guys. Um, I enjoy playing Mayo. Great rivalry, great test. We've been back and forth, um, and it's it's been a lot of fun. Uh, but it'll also be great playing some new teams and yeah. having to work, having yeah. to create game plans, and having to create who really are these guys. It's and just a little flavor. It is. Know? And it's kind of fun for fans. Like it for is. me, when I saw that, I, my because you know, always the
0: sentiment was, wow, they're coming from Southern men. It's like, how many times do you have to win a state title before that's just not part of the narrative? You guys just went up there, and I know that was a huge motivation for an individual who wore number 22 for you guys uh, when you played at TCF, where Chaska, uh, big, strong, beefy team. Uh, I was there. They, they they were very verbal, we'll say. Uh, their fans were. They're kids, right? So they're saying things, and I just remember Jason's a pretty even-keeled guy, but... Just one of just another opportunity to showcase it, and I think that's really cool. And you know, I think you've got the whole gamut, like you said. You got the Apple Valley Hastings, you know, a couple teams that won four, or five games last year, pretty good opportunity to win. And then a Chanhassen team that's going to be one of the top five in, in Class Five A, and it's probably your toughest schedule since I can remember because you Correct. throw West in there. New Prague has gotten your number the last couple of times. I don't have to go through the whole thing, but and don't forget Northfield bringing everybody. Northfield back. Northfield's bringing everybody back, and, and they, they beat us last year essentially. They did. It's without the point yep. point The point heard round steel county and they've got you know already two of their linemen signed at the division one or two level they're just a big strong team wow now that i go through it man this is gonna be a fun year
1: and don't yeah. forget now we go from playing 80 or 90 percent of our games on grass to now 89 percent of our games on turf, turf. that's right home, so you got home that turf. whole aspect in the new school and there's just great buzz wow. going on right now and i just hope that uh, we can stay healthy uh, mm-hmm. this summer and not get too ahead of ourselves. Exactly. I mean, because it is. It, John was saying this. How do you
0: go into a, a game and treat it like every other game when it's not? How many times do you open up a stadium? How many times do you, know, you get to do that? And the answer is not a lot. But, again, that's that's for you guys. For me, That I is just, for us. Yeah, I get to and, hype it up, and you guys get to, to distill it to your kids.
1: And the hype and the butterflies will all be leading up to it. Yep. Uh, once the opening kickoff happens, you'd be surprised at how quickly all that just escapes. It does. And it's e- just a game. Exactly. Even for a guy who's on the
0: sideline just charting plays and for the story, it's like, oh, you get lost. I mean, I, I love the whole buildup. That's why I do it. Uh, it. It's why I've hung around for so long, and I'll do the same thing. I'll be at every darn game, and it's just like, that's why you come back, though. That's why you've been 21 years now, and it, it, it is neat, and I'm, I'm glad to see that, but... um you know, talking football is a big part of your narrative. We'll, we'll start with that. Um, for those who don't know, <laughs> Matt was on a team that made it all the way to the prep bowl when you guys were in class four A. Was it just a couple years we were on in four A? Ninety eight um, was the year. Lost to Hutchinson. Um, and I'll let you kind of take it from there. Just talk about that that prep bowl experience and then where you took it from there because you were able to um, play at the next level. And just I'll let you kind of run through your own narrative.
1: Yeah, so uh, always grew up, loved playing sports. Yep. Almost wished summers were like they were back then they were today. Yep. Um, I wish there's, you know, our kids are so overworked and they do so much and, and, and we wonder why kids are burned out and fatigued. And uh, back then, you know, there, it was summers were pretty free, but guess what we did? We played sports. You were outside so playing we sports. So we still did the exact same thing. It was just on our time and our, our terms. Uh, loved the sports. Uh, football, played at Oatona High School. Um, prep ball was an amazing experience. Had now that I've been at the U.S. Bank and at the Metrodome, not even comparable, the Metrodome was still awesome. I remember having to wear like elbow pads and everything <laughs> like that because it was just a little thin piece of concrete. turf on top of concrete. Yeah. It was it was not fun when you fell. Yep. Hutchinson, great team. We had a great lead all the way through, like we talked about. We were 4-4, and yeah. four, but we were young and we were really gelling. Made a great run. Uh, thought we were going to win it, mm-hmm. um, but... At the time, it was the 1982 state uh, runner-up. We were 1998 state runner-up. So uh, we really wanted to be that first Owatonna team to win the state championship. But uh, graduated, went to uh, Southwest State and Marshall, decided I wanted to play football. Uh, Did not redshirt, started that fullback my freshman year. Yep. um, Got injured uh, and then decided that um, I didn't love um, Southwest State College as far as my personality and I'm a guy that loves to be around people and people were leaving it on weekends and yeah, I just didn't kind of isolated like, out there. Too. It was. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't feel like I fit in. And so once football was kind of taken from me there or suggested that I should retire, um, transferred to Eau Claire, actually my Albert Lee roommate, Chris Zeman, uh, we transferred to Eau Claire together from Southwest State Marshall. Yeah. Oh, it was nice. pretty cool. We, yeah, uh, my brother-in-law, Matt Ginsky, yep. Nolan and Jacob's dad, go. Uh, Grew up in Eau Claire. Okay. And so we decided at semester break, Christmas break, we weren't going to go back to Southwest. He recommended Eau Claire. We went visited, met the football coaches, met the admissions, got accepted, got enrolled, got signed up for classes all in one day. Uh The next day, classes started. (laughs) And so it was a whirlwind of a whole experience. Met some of my best friends there, roommates. We were thrown in an overflow room with like six guys. And, um, <laughs> Part of the experience. Great experience. Tried playing football again. Yep. Spring ball went well. Worked my way all the way back up, uh, but then had another injury at the spring ball game and then decided to hang it up. And I was, for a while, I was missing. Football was missing in my life, and yep. which then led me to the coaching. So coaching, uh,
0: you, you're you done with football and you're just, you know, have a job up there in Eau Claire. We're working at Quick Trip. Somebody walks in from... You know, Eau Claire, the private school in town, Eau Claire, uh, Regis. Regis. Yep, There's the Regis Memorial in the north and uh, in, in Eau Claire, like we were talking about, very similar to Rochester. There's two public schools there because it's a little smaller than Rochester, but same type of demographics. And then a powerhouse private school. So then you just kind of started chatting with the uh, head coach at Regis. And one thing led to another. And I'll let you
1: tell the story because it is kind of neat how stuff cool. like this happens. You it know? is right. There's always a plan for us. You never yeah. know. Um, And he comes in, gets his daily coffee, cappuccino, (laughs) and wearing his big Regis Ramblers jacket, Coach O'Connell. And I introduced myself. And at that time, I'm just selling myself. You know, I played football. I just want to be involved. I don't really care what capacity, lower levels, whatever. And he said, well, I need a weight. Who doesn't need a weight room supervisor? Right. And uh, back then, you couldn't, like, get your hands on tape from other teams. You actually go watch them. That's right. So on Friday nights, when Eau Claire was playing, I would go scout the next week's opponent with a notebook and a pencil (laughs) Uh, as old school. Obviously I must've taken some good notes uh, (laughs) because as coaching left and moved and deployed to Iraq and things like that, worked my all the way my uh, my way up to the top of the offensive coaching ranks and went on a state title run and had an unbelievable team. And I'm, and honestly, John, I'm not kidding. We were so good. They had a couple brothers. His, his son was, was on the team, the coach's son and yep. We had Division One kicker, and it was we had the whole package. Uh, we had a tough game in the semis, but yep. then it was 52-0 in the state championship at Camp Randall. and Wow. What a great experience, and then kind of fell in love with coaching from there. So from there, I mean, you've got
0: yourself. Eau is a great city. Um, you're there one year, and you're a state champion as an OC. You matriculate back to Owatonna. That's the draw that comes back. That must have been a hard decision, or maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Maybe you always dreamed of coming back, but... I'm not asking for a clouds opening up moment, but just walk me through what you can remember Mm -hmm. about the thought process of I'm leaving an awesome situation here to go back home.
1: But, you know, I can't imagine um, that that was easy. You know, it wasn't easy. I was offered a teaching job also in Eau Claire. I even started to look at homes. Wow. Um, Started that next chapter, coaching job, teaching job. Um, I No, did you meet your wife? Sorry to interrupt. Was I she did part meet of her my yet? senior okay. year. Uh, we were just dating. Yep. She had another year after me. Okay. So it was that pivotal moment where I got to make a decision here. Yep. So that was part of the draw to stay at Eau Claire. Mm-hmm. She had another year at Eau Claire. Um, just kind of thought a lot about. It. I'm a big family guy. The Scholars are. Uh, yeah. That's our core. It is. Everything's about our family. It is really and, neat. Uh, when Sherry Allen reached out to me and Jeff Williams had an oh, Oatana job. And uh, I was an elementary education major, mm-hmm. so my job in Eau Claire would have been like a fourth or fifth grade teacher. Um, I had a special education minor, mm-hmm. uh, and so you can get those jobs pretty much anywhere. Yep. Um, and so Otana job came open, uh, football coaching job came open, and uh, it just felt right to come back home. Uh, and so I did while my girlfriend at the time finished uh, her schooling at Oval Claire, and then... She decided to uh, move. She got a teaching job in Medford. Oh, beautiful! And uh, worked with Mark Ristow, and he was amazing. And yeah, Mark's great. And uh, it was an awesome fit, and uh, we haven't looked back.
3: Ameriprise Financial Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short- and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and find financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Wayne Norad wetmore Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, today at 507 444 That's 507-444-0901. Offices located at 1850 Austin Road, Owatonna, Minnesota. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC member, FINRA and SIPC.
0: You're a girl, dad. We talked about that. This is five, five of them. And then you, right. You said you met your wife in Eau Claire when you were a senior. She must've been a junior. You know, is she still teaching? She uh, is. She's yeah. a third
1: grade teacher at Washington. Okay. So taught in Medford and then came over to Oatana. Jeez, probably 10, 12 years ago. Okay. Uh, it worked, made more sense to have our schedules aligned yep. and things like that. Uh, how long have you guys been married? <laughs> oh you, boy, here I we go. I can
0: tell you mine's 10, 10, 15. Shannon, you heard it here. I got it right
1: there you go here's matt july 30th
0: 2005 so what is that 18 years this year yeah there you go well done uh ages of your kids and now matt i they're getting
1: older i don't have to tell you that they
0: are but yeah i'll let you (laughs) run through the list of them that you
2: got
1: right so kelsey is uh 14 about to turn 15 here soon and uh went through the whole drivers thing and so now we're talking permits and all that stuff so She'll turn 15 here in August. She's going to be a ninth grader. Uh, so we're good super, timing. New, I was going to yeah super excited for that. Um, and then my daughter Megan is a uh, seventh. Will be a seventh grader. Yep. Um, she's 12, and then I have twins, Brinley and Cameron. They both just turned 10 on my birthday on July 3rd. No way. You share the birthday with your twins. Yeah, it's awesome. So half our family in one day. Pivot here. So
0: I was just going to ask what it was like to have twins and how. I'll just start with that. Uh, you have two daughters at this time and this is 10 years ago right when did you find out ultrasound one day uh there's two of them there was, was a hot, <laughs> as and a dad, we had two you, girls i was gonna say you
1: got to remember that like yeah and honestly yeah. uh having four daughters is awesome uh, i still hear once I, in I, a while I like believe it. don't you want a son i'm like no I, yeah, I i agree i love i work with i work i coach football yep i'm around uh boys and men enough yep um and then like i said my daughters love the same things yeah. I love. Sports and all the things that come with it. And so it's been it's been awesome and a blessing. So we found out we we're having twins. Now let me add this to it. Yeah. Uh, we're building a house. <laughs> we're building a house that same year. Yeah, and so wait, wife's the pregnant math, with math twins. Next room. <laughs> yeah. So this will be our tenth year in the yeah. house that we built. But what was nice was knowing that we're having two girls. We didn't find out with the first two, but Kay. building a house for four daughters, we were smart. Yeah, You know, we have extra outlets in the bathrooms Bingo. and things like that. And so uh, it was all awesome. It was all, all yep. God's plan. And um, yeah. it's been so much fun coaching them, watching them grow up and and be their individual selves and be kind. And it's, it's just been really rewarding to see them grow and, and be confident in themselves. And uh, our family's huge. You know, we do so much with our family and our cousins and uh, it's just been, it's just been a blessing to watch them grow up. So you're right. Ninth, seventh, and then twins are now going into fourth. You know, it resonates with me with with having
0: a girl because, you know, I grew up loved sports and all that. I'm like, oh, when I I'm gonna have a boy and he's gonna play catch with me, and yeah, you know, ultimately I have one. But when we had Jade, it was like, all right, I could have another girl. Be, it doesn't matter. You know, you, you realize it really does not matter. Nope. And you know, something about being a dad of a girl that you know times four. And, and the way that that my daughter came into the world was a little dodgy there at the beginning and, but she's here and she's just as healthy and bouncy as ever. And tonight she's got cheer team, but tell me about being that young dad, you know, coming in and how, remember how exciting
1: that was. And I'm sure it's still there because it's just different levels as they get older, right? It is. And you love your kids and you get them involved in as much as you can. Yep. And you kind of let them figure out what they like and don't like and over time it kind of works itself out. Um, I love that um I work at a high school. I love that I have experience uh because it helps me when um a daughter needs to talk and <laughs> we're open and she needs advice on how to navigate middle school or how to navigate through life's challenges. And I love that all my daughters are staying true to themselves and they're not yeah. falling into sometimes the traps of, you know, other people. And uh it's just been really cool and exciting and I wish it would slow down. Um, I really do because you know you think about it. Twins are in fourth grade, so you could say ten years from now. Yeah, I know. Hopefully, we're still chasing around whatever Wherever. their dream is, yep. right? But it just goes so fast, and so really try to slow things down. And yeah, that's what's been really nice about summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wish we could slow summer down a little bit. You know, Minnesota summers are amazing, and you want it's almost like you want to cram so much in. You do, and we do. Yeah. Yeah, and so June it really is all the sports. Yeah, everybody wants their sports done in June, and so now July is, like I said, we were just in Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, seven games in four days was such a blessing. We got to see Shaq's daughter, nice uh, team Durant. Uh, we got to see some of the best players in the nation that That's awesome. are sophomores and juniors, some WNBA players, and all the college coaches, Don Staley and. My kids you so, know, I was gonna say I about your daughter's are starstruck just geeking out yeah yeah Alicia Gray and Ryan Howard because Atlanta dream was playing the Chicago yep. sky yeah so they're sitting right next to us and they're just like you know one of my daughters is just like oh my gosh and so it's just so cool and what a neat experience all this it just goes so fast and so July we're gonna take some vacations and we're gonna try to relax a little bit because as you know yeah August equals football and it does and with the camp and All that stuff, and then you now then you also throw in the new wrinkle, the new high school. Like I, I've seen my room. Mm -hmm. I hope my boxes are there, (laughs) and they will be. Um, Where are they going to go? What's going to all that stuff? And I'm not really thinking too much about it yet. But it's, I mean, we're not far away. And and that's the thing. Uh, Last year, the sentiment that I always
0: thought, you know, the last game at the field was going to be some big uh, theatrical deal, and it's like, yeah, it was. Part of the, the narrative of that game, but I, I sensed a little bit the overwhelming emotion from the coaches and the ones I talked, just more excitement for the new facility um, because outside of just the the high school, but that football field, it's quaint and it's cool because is good, but now you're going to be playing at a field that, you know not that Oatana should be, but it's going to reflect a program that built itself and now is reinforced. But for you, just talk about you know, the challenges of, uh, where's our locker room? Where do we come out? I'm sure Jeff's all got it in his head, but no, he doesn't.
1: <laughs> okay. Maybe he doesn't. No, maybe he doesn't. No, and and we were just talking and yeah. he's, he's trying to figure it all out. He's doing a great job. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and like Jeff talked to me uh, a little bit ago, he's just like, there's just so much wait and see. Yeah. Hurry up and wait, you know what <laughs> all the protocols and procedures. And we have some mandatory trainings that we have to go yep. through in July and we're going to learn so much more there. And it's I'm a visual guy. Me too. Um, you can tell me all all you want. My memory isn't great. Yeah. And my kids would tell you that. But if <laughs> so I can see the only it, one. <laughs> right? If I can see it and visualize it, I have a chance. But you know, we're just grateful. Oatana has always been a great place. Yeah. The field, the school, grateful for all the all the opportunities. Um, so many great people have walked through those hallways. It's like anything in life, you adjust, right? Yeah. So kids adjusted to eating on the floor. Yeah kids adjusted when it rained we had to put garbage cans out to collect rainwater like you just adjust yes and and as humans we're very adaptable um and over time you just kind of expe- ex, you know just expect this is how it's going to be for now and that's why i'm so excited um and i there are so many memories and we won't forget them and we've captured them and we'll we'll talk about them but i'm just so excited for the new yes and you guys deserve this they do and no kid should have to experience the environment that we had to and we made it great um mm-hmm. but just from a health and safety and all those things i might mean, just think of the number of doors 30 plus doors that you could get in and out of at our old school it's not very secure we made it secure yep. but that's one push door open yeah to who knows and it, so i'm just so excited for for us to have some stability
0: yeah because believe me it's not every community that would have the the backing of some of the institutions in town whether it's federated or whoever else was was in on that I, I know i'm forgetting some but um that ponied up millions of dollars to make this thing happen and you know there's referendums that get shot down in, in winona for instance you've got the cotter side and you've got the public school side i mean they lost the referendum by 90 percent. it was the no there's no divide in owatana and, and as a guy like you who is from owatana even go up north 12 miles to Faribault, there's the BA crowd and there's the Faribault crowd. Um, I don't intimately know how well they get along or whatever. But again, I went to Winona where I was a Cotter guy and then there was crossover. I had friends, at, but there's the public school. In Owatana. you go to Owatana, you retain. There's town it retains 98% of people who are eligible. Go there. Just talk about how special that is being someone who's
1: grown up here. You know, it's very unique. And that's incredibly special. It and I, I've grown, you know, through AAU and coaching and all these things. Um, I've developed my family to be larger to people from other communities. Yeah. And all my friends in Rochester, extremely jealous <laughs> and and dislike us for yeah. a lot of those reasons, because it's like we do have that hometown crowd. I mean, our crowd is always the best. It doesn't it matter where we're playing. Everybody notices it and talks yeah. about it. Our businesses are are top-notch, world-class. No pun intended, they are. World-class. And uh, just the amount of money they put towards it, number one, is great because they're Mm going to be able to showcase their stuff. Mm -hmm. And I I work with so many students who aren't going to be employed. They're going to be trained while they're in high school and employed with the exact machines or whatever it is while they're in high school, hired, and go right into the workforce. Probably make just as much as I do. Yeah. And, uh, it's super awesome for all of that. And, you know, you know, you also think of these world-class businesses. It's like they have people who now aren't commuting. I want to live here now. Right. Um, I just met a guy who moved in federated, of course. Yep. And, uh, they're renting a house and they're building Mm -hmm. young family, two boys and a girl. And I just think that that's going to be almost kind of how new Prague was several years ago when they got those new facilities where, there's going to be this big influx of younger families that this is where I want to be. This is highway 14's amazing. Highway 35. Yep. I'm close to Mankato, Rochester city, <laughs> Iowa, all 45 minutes away and yeah. employment and great people. And this is just going to be a, a destination. It's cool. 30,000 people. And it's all pipeline filtered into one
0: high school. And, and just like you said, the glass behind you, that's a Viracon commercial glass right there. You've got federated insurance. You've, You've got a Wanger, You've got Sive. I can go through the whole list of them. It, it, it's really, really neat. And you would almost take it for granted sometimes, uh, just like I take for granted the bluffs of Winona. I, you know, people come, hey, those bluffs, I'm like, well, I guess they are kind of neat. You just grow up with it. But, but that's Owatana. And like you said, they travel. Something you had mentioned that it took three different times uh, where Owatana finished second. And it was 82, 98, and then 2012. You were on two of those uh, as a player and then a coach. I want to ask, we'll start with after the 2012 season. Uh, You knew you had a lot coming back. And obviously, Totino Grace moving up, things helped. But I'm not sure that would have mattered with the group you had in 2013. But just talk about leading into the 2013 season, what that was like. And then finally, ultimately, to be able to win that, what was that was kind of the crowning achievement of that team.
1: Yeah, I can remember that day very, very well. I Um, I mean, you also factor in. Two coaches kids (laughs) who are great players. Yes. Which made it even that much more special because we talked about how, you know, our kids and and all that, and they're all our kids. Yes. And that's the difference and the separator between our program and other programs. And unfortunately there are programs around that are are heading the wrong direction. Yeah. Buildings are closing, people are moving out, and you're starting to see a lot more lopsided scores in competitive games now. And some just aren't gonna be able to crawl out of it right now. Maybe over time, maybe past us, but um that was such a special group because we knew them and were so close to them when they were little boys. Yeah. They were our ball boys and yeah, things like they that. Were. And so um we were we did have a special group. And you know, I remember I didn't think we'd play Brainerd in the championship. No, it was a th- task supposed to be. I thought so. And then when Brainerd won and they had a quarterback who wasn't the greatest passer. Little dude, yeah. We felt so good uh, and confident and instilled that confidence because you run cover zero, You sometimes you run into a good quarterback and wide receivers. It doesn't take much yeah. to get a wide receiver open for a big touchdown play. It's just play. me versus you on an island. And so it was one of those games where we just felt so good. I just remember you know, the St. Michael games, the Apple Valley games, the St. Thomas games, yeah. the, all of our state championship games. There's just— Elk River. <laughs> Elk Rivers. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we, we almost need to do like a top 10. yes. I'm in. Of, of, our, of our coaching staff that yeah. we've had since, you know, the late 90s, almost do a top 10. Yeah. Just games. Games. Moments. You know, like SportsCenter would do or <laughs> NFL Network yeah. would do. And hey. a recap of that's kind of a great bit. yeah I um, love it. And then we just do some research and talk about each of those games and bring on guests from those games. Wow. look There at you
0: this. go. Folks, thank you, Matt Scala. How about that? I'll, we just need some sponsors now. I'll hit the road today and get that going. But seriously, we could... These games pop in my head just like this. Uh-huh. You and I kind of have the same type of memory where it's like I got to be there, but I can remember exactly what happened in that Apple Valley game mm-hmm. and I 23 nothing guys went to the dome. Uh, you know that was a Carter McCauley game, right? Uh, I just remember Ty Sullivan bounced up. We're going to the dome. Got to the dome. What was it? St. Michael Albertville. They had a nice little receiver on the outside, but you guys still took it to him because that def- they score. It was St. Michael scored on like fourth down. It's the only way they got into the end zone yeah. like a fade, right? That defense was, wow. I mean, you're an offensive guy. Right? Yep. you got to tip your cap to that D. I and was. Obviously, it was the... I think sack. I ended
1: up in Coach Arterkirk's arms after that. <laughs> yeah, I think I others. jumped and yes. he hugged
0: me, yeah. That defense was gnarly with Wanius in the middle there. You, oh, my God. Sorensen and Stelter up front and Fenske and Sully. And anyways, so St. Michael Albertville scores one touchdown. You guys take care of them. Uh, and then, yeah, it was like Chaska here, Ohton, they're going to meet. And then you look at the score. It was a late game. At the dome one night, I'm like, "Wait, they outgained him by triple," and then Brainerd wins. I kind of knew at that point, but that's just me. And and you're right; they just had this little quarterback you, matchups. All about yeah, matchups. Because Chaska would have been a tough matchup. That would have been hard. They had a we were great, very similar burly team. They had a guy who went onto the Gophers on their line, right? Yep. But that was a fun team. But I'd love to get your perspective on that. Um, and then I don't want to call it a down period because it's not. You guys went six and four and yeah, nine and one, but. Um, when you had that period in between, before you got back there, um, I remember we, uh, we talked about this on the bus ride or one of those trips to Iowa. But anyways, um, you kind of knew that that, that that grade, whatever class it was with Havelk and Reikley and all them, um, and then Jason put him in the mix. But just talk about that second wave and how special that is because you can always have one group that comes through. But you guys kind of built a little dynasty, there, and that's special.
1: Yeah. And you know, tradition, right? Yes. And so that expectation of those guys were middle school. Yeah. And so they saw that, experienced it, wanted it. Yeah. Uh, they were dedicated. Uh, we knew kind of what the recipe was. We kind of knew what, what the formula was. Yeah. And uh, when we saw guys that were able to be, you know, every position is important, yeah. but when you get a special one at a certain position, uh, that can be the game changer, the one that can just, just does it right. Yeah. You know, whether it's that slot receiver or tailback or even a quarterback or even, you know, like a really good unit up front. Uh-huh. Um, Cause you could have one or two really good linemen, but you can't, you need to have a unit, right. Yes. They have to work together. We talked about that. Um, so we had good vibes then too. And then it's all about your opponents and your matchups and you start to see, all right, good chances. We can get out of our section. Oh, wow, the state tournament pairings look pretty solid for us. Yep. Top couple teams are maybe on the other side or whatever. And there was one year, too, where I felt like the top five, four of the top five, were away on the other side from us. Yeah. Yeah. And we were only going to see one of them, yep. you know, things like that. And they were going to grind, grind, and then have to face it. It was the Elk River Might year. Might have been there. the Elk River yep. year. I just ran into a coach, Chan Hasson, and he said to me, I need help. How, how do you guys? Because Otana has been. Talk to Mark Octokirk. <laughs> yep. Has been the blueprint for stopping mm-hmm. that Elk River offense, and we did it. We backed it up. There are certain things we did that work that other programs haven't been able to catch on they to. They can't. I'll watch, and it's
0: like. They're just off a little. You might as well be off a mile. Yep. And, and that's the thing. You stopped them when you lost to them. That's the thing. When, yep. When, when Our you guys got to the struggled semis. That, one, that yep. one game we lost when to them. Jay Will was a sophomore, and those uh, core of the state championship team the next year was all juniors. Yep. That was a crazy game because they came in uh, averaging 500 yards rushing, something like right. that per game, or close to that. So you guys absolutely shut them down; just couldn't get scoring going. And then, obviously, the next year you see them again, and 63 to 20 something. They had garbage time touchdown. That, as a coach, I mean, that's got to be super rewarding.
1: Um, when you get out, you know, like the AAU stuff, right? Yeah. So I get out and I get to talk to other communities and it's just different it is and and you don't and a lot of people don't understand it until you get the chance to go experience it somewhere else um the grass is not greener on the other side no this is the green grass this is the green grass you just got to water it right yeah i like that
0: i like that well and one of the things quite honestly great segue in the final 15-20 minutes here one of the things that makes owatana unique is the pride in multi-sports athletes like yourself uh you're you're a hall of famer right you're right up there with roy you're gonna Jeff's going to be there someday, but you were a multi-sport guy. And from what I understand, baseball, third baseman was, was kind of your deal. Did you ever feel, well, I'll just ask this. Did you ever want to play
1: college baseball? Was ever part of your mindset or, I don't know, how did that decision work? Yeah, so growing up, I did all three, right? Yeah. In basketball. Basketball too, um, Yeah. I was nicknamed the mop because <laughs> I was always in the floor. I like to yeah. think maybe I did all the dirty work. There I don't know. Some games I was a center. Some games I was a point guard. Ended up all-conference um, nice. My, I didn't know my, that, really. My basketball claim to fame is uh-huh. a full-court, game-winning layup over Jay Anderson. Wait, full-court, game-winning shot? Layup. Is, okay, run this by me. Coast to coast. Okay. Oh, okay, gotcha. Faribault, uh had a center. Jay Anderson, 6'9", went on to play at Oregon. Okay. Yeah, I remember him. And uh, they scored with, like, five seconds left, and I— <laughs> pretty much played running back, got the ball, head down. I don't even remember seeing the court, (laughs) went all the way in, realized it was Jay Anderson at uh, meeting me at the rim and went up for the layup and it went around and dropped (sighs) for the game winner. And Faribault's paper headline the next day, Scala Bricks Oatana to victory. (laughs) That right there of all your memories, that has to be. Like, it is. Right just, you know, Scala bricks, you yeah, know, it's exactly, like, exactly. all right. It, it, okay. It was a brick, yeah. but it went in, it went in, man. It went in. <laughs> um, so ba- basketball, awesome. I just enjoyed playing. Yep. Um, again, the class below me was so talented. And so yep. I enjoyed being a mentor for them and, and being the guy that like, you know, i remember times where, and this is kind of when I kind of knew, Hey, maybe I should look into teaching and coaching. You know, we'd take a timeout and I'm, I'm in the huddle talking about what we need to do, what we should do. And, And that trust I had with coaches then and kind of knew that I just have a knack and want to, you know, coach and be Mm -hmm. around sports and be a fan and be a critic. And baseball, uh, if you were to if you were to ask, you know, Wanyas and Williams and some of these guys, a lot of them would probably say baseball is probably my best sport. Um, I loved baseball. At times, the game can be too slow for me. I was a big fan of the pitch clock this year. Me too. Um, I love baseball because of all the things. Yeah. The stuff you cannot make nuances. up. Yeah. The randomness, the yes. whatever, and the strategies. Um, and I loved coaching baseball. Um, yep. I would love to continue coaching baseball, but spring sports is a challenge in itself, and like we talked about earlier, I have four yeah. daughters. So yeah. what got me out of the baseball coaching world was it was my tenth year and uh it was an awful spring and we had five road games in one week. I remember that year. Yeah. And so I did not see my wife or my kids because I was home at 9 or 10 o'clock every night, and I remember saying to Coach Cummins, I said, I feel like a minor league baseball coach. (laughs) I feel like we're on the bus and on a road every single night, Yeah. and I just need a schedule that doesn't change, or if it does change, it's minimal, which football is, right? And so um unfortunately with raising a family and and uh it's been awesome because now mm-hmm. my spring breaks have opened up and and all that getting to spend and, and i'll be able to coach more of my own daughters which has been great yep uh but playing baseball um i enjoyed it i loved it i remember at the time talking to iowa state i was gonna say to you
0: probably had interest you had
1: to have iowa state and some local colleges and things like that but at that time you know because of the order uh-huh. I had already signed with football. Yeah, before even my senior year of baseball. That, that and, makes sense. Yeah. You know, I don't regret it. Um, right. At the time, you almost wish like maybe I would have maybe waited on my decision. Yeah. Um, when kids ask or me done, for advice like, what now, your cousin
0: did do two sports. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Derek did that for two years at St.
1: Cloud. Yep. And uh, you know, sometimes too, it's like I'll tell kids when they when they ask, "What do you think about so and so?" I said, "Imagine yourself without the sport. Would you still like the college?" Would you still go to school there yeah. because at tomorrow the sport might not be there be gone. and would you and you can still transfer and now transfers become really easy yep the sport is great mm-hmm. and college is a different game I mean I was just talking about this I think with Jeff again on our way up to Lakeville North uh, for a seven on seven and it's like so much hype and media push and even parental push about my kid's gonna go be a college athlete and then you say, how many Oatana kids can you say made it through college playing sports? Not a lot. Not even some of the best. Yeah. Um, and there's guys who I'm like, they're all in on baseball. They're all in on whatever. Yep. And then a year later, not for me. It's Met- just a different, they own you, and it, it's different. I think a lot
0: of the times these kids don't have their eyes wide open. Where I grew up in Winona, that's Winona State. I know how good Division Two is. I think a lot of kids say, oh, I'm just going to. Division three, that's basically just a step above high school. First of all, no. And then they think, I'm just going to go play D2. Okay, division two means that half of the kids are going to be on scholarship. Half of them are being recruited by division one. A good percentage of them played division one. And I talked about that with uh, you know the Peyton Byers and the Alec Holcombs. And as much as they know, or especially Alec, he knew that Division Two was legit, and it wasn't until he got to JUCO and all around that it's like even at the Division Three level, where there's no athletic scholarships, you don't realize that's the best of the best going there. And it's it's the fact that you played Division Two football and we're starting as a freshman, and you're in the Hall of Fame at Owatonna, That should say right there how difficult it is to play college sports. And I'm telling you, you go sign Division Two, and even sign a partial scholarship because you can do that at the D two level. That's a big deal. you know. It and, is a big it, deal. It, college sports for you. Yeah, just kind of talk about what do you tell kids that you think can play college sports? What do you tell them? Because you were able to play at two different levels, uh, the level and the difference, you know, outside of kind of the obvious stuff.
1: I really have been trying to tell kids, enjoy what you have now. Yeah, Play and enjoy it. And then whatever happens will what happens. It's like, if you're really good, you'll get noticed. They'll find you. They'll find you. It's yeah. not a different game. It's a different game now where um yeah with video yeah with video and the ability to share a highlight like i was just going back to that uh, nike of champions tournament yeah. it didn't take me long to find the top players in the nation number one where's mm-hmm. the crowd <laughs> where all the college coaches where's gino and mm-hmm. staley and um lsu coach and where where are they sitting right mm-hmm. number two it didn't take long to find it right mm-hmm. so it's like enjoy what you have enjoy what you do do multiple sports yep because kids are burning out like crazy. It is. And parents are pushing more and more even at younger ages now. Yeah. Take care of yourself, enjoy it, and then leave your options open and see. Yeah. Because college at any level is a different game and they do own you. Mm-hmm. And that's the pivotal part, right? Like a lot of you are not going to do this for a profession. Yep. So if you are going to play college, you need to really love it. Yes. At any you level. You can't just be good. You yeah. have to love it. Like exactly. you have to like I breathe this. Youth sports have have gotten out of control. Yeah. Uh, It's not going away because people are willing to pay whatever. Yeah. Um, You know, my daughters play AAU, and it's not to be noticed and get a scholarship. It's they love basketball. They love the sport. And we found a competitive team for them Mm -hmm. that is comparable to their level. We're realistic. A lot of parents are blind and think that their child is the next phenom star and and they're not. And sometimes it's like, it's okay. Mm -hmm, Yeah. And it's okay. And I feel bad for some parents because they put so much pressure on themselves and it's okay to just let your kid play, like relax. Like I said, things happen. I've seen kids grow and get stronger at different ages. Um, I'll use the Ginsky boys, for example. They grow, you know, if you talk to Matt Hinskey, the dad, he grew like a crazy five or six inches between his junior and senior yeah. year of high school. Um, You know, Nolan just grew a bunch of inches this past... Jacob this, sprouted from yeah, last year. Yeah, so, I mean, it's like, just take the pressure off, have fun, do what you love, stop falling into the pressure of everything else, and just enjoy it. It could be over tomorrow, you know, with football, yep. I loved it so much, and then when it was over, it was like, now what? You know, and so many people, their identity is based on labels. Yes. And it's like... No, your identity should be based upon your kindness Yes, and all the inside stuff. The and, impact and, you make on others. Yeah. You and, know, you're not a basketball player. You play basketball. Yeah. And we have to get back to prioritizing how we view all of this. And it's, it's, it's us adults that need to get control. It is. But people will spend, you won't believe, and we spend money too. Yeah. And it's it's a worthy investment. It yeah. really is because nothing is better than sports. Matt, this has been a lot of fun. It's this been awesome. hour
0: has just flown by, and we've come up with a new segment. We
1: we'll didn't even get into Timberwolves? We didn't get
0: into, and that was honestly, I had stuff written down that I wanted to get into. Maybe that's another podcast. There you go. Because it's you, me, and Kyle, the three NBA fans in this city. For those who are listening, this is your Sunday Husky Bulletin Podcast. Thanks again to Matt Scala, and this is John Wisebrod signing off from the Husky Bulletin Podcast.